Hey, Yolanda. Hey, Corey. Oh, we're missing someone. Tuesday. I'm sorry. Charlie's not here. She's on vacation. Yes, in Jamaica. Jamaica. Last week, she came in with two different pairs of shoes on. It was <laughs> she, time. It was time. She yeah. was like, I need to go to the airport right now. <laughs> so shout out to Charlie. Get your rest, girl. Get your rest. Yes. Today, we have Bill Bellamy. Oh, my God. I'm already laughing. Like, just say his name, and I'm already laughing. You, When you told me we had him, I was like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Because he is ridiculous. I still love him from like Love Jones. Me too. Oh my God. Yeah. Deaf Comedy Jam. Man. Oh my God. So many. So many. Wow. And also we have Onika the Traveler. Yay. Who's going to tell us about finding love overseas. Hmm. I know somebody that we work with. I won't say her name. <laughs> she says that when she goes traveling now, she she does Tinder. That's when she does like Tinder. Really? Is when she goes. Because it gives her a different experience. Because she's already like well traveled. So just now she gets to go on dates. That's so interesting. I was like, hmm, note to self. Huh. Cuba. I don't know why I said Cuba. Lord Jesus, Because everybody married, is please. in Cuba. I'm not using Tinder. My please. Instagram feed is nothing but people in front of in these Cuba. old cars, rolling cigars. Shout out to Keisha and Javanka, who just was there. I know. Man. Amazing. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So let's get into these topics. I'm just going to get Trump out the way. Oh, God. He clocked in at 100 days. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I thought he was going to be impeached by now. Really? I was thinking it was going to be a lot worse. I mean, the Muslim ban coming out the gate early January was pretty tough. But I really thought we I thought it'd be over. I thought it'd be over by now. Well, over at Essence.com, we're calling it 100 days of 100 days of lies. You lied. (laughs) And failed promises. (laughs) I do want to read a few things that this man promised on the campaign trail. And no, sir. Fully repeal and replace Obamacare. I wish we had a button that go. Uh, nope. You tried it. You, you tried, tried it. it. You tried it. Affordable Child Care and Elder Care Act. Uh, nope. Tried it. No, you didn't. A complete ban on foreign lobbyists raising money for American elections. Nope. No, you didn't. Dude. And where's that wall? When did he say he was going to build that wall? If he talked about that wall one what? more time. I'm sure people in Congress are like, Lord Jesus, please. Just stop. Stop. I love how the Republicans was like, yeah, we voted for you and all, but, but we're not passing We're not that. doing that. We're not doing this. Now, where's that money going to come from? You? Yeah, me? Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No, we're not having it. I don't it. need that. But also in sort of, uh, it's not even sort of sad news. We, you know, we lost another person, Jordan Edwards, young boy, coming home from 15. a party. Trying to leave a party because he was like, this shit's about to get turned. Leaving... And now, God rest his soul. So shout out to him and his family as they get through this. Um, Alton Sterling, wow. his case was um, the police officer in that case. He will not face federal charges. Wow. So classic. The usual. The usual. And I'm sure the Justice Department, the new Justice Department with Jeff Sessions is all is backing all of this. Yeah. So he's like, oh, yeah, no, we're not doing that. We're yeah. not doing that. But one good thing that some silver lining is that the cop associated who killed Walter Scott down mm-hmm. in South Carolina, he is going to plead guilty. Now, it's a little shady because apparently him pleading guilty lets him not face a jury. Oh. But he's he, going to face just a judge? Just a, a Jeff judge. Sessions judge? Oh, Lord. Oh. Here Damn, you, I didn't even, wow. Listen, Jeff Sessions is trying to take us back to 1957. That's what he keeps talking about, the old ways. And I mean, it's all, it's a dog whistle, right? Lord. The old ways. You know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, 
back when, ugh, slavery days. Anywho. But, you know, in good black news, um, complete different segue, but I'm excited about it. The Tony Awards were announced yes. the other day. Wow. I'm going to see Sweat, which is the Lynn Nottage play. I've seen a lot of her plays. I've seen Ruined. I've seen Internet Apparel with Viola Davis. She's nominated. But can I talk about Jitney for a second? Because mm-hmm. I saw Jitney. Mm-hmm. And the guy that his name, the actor is John Douglas Thompson. He was also in Henry Lax. He played the older brother. His voice deserves a Tony Award. Wait, whose brother? Whose brother was he? He was the older brother who was frying the steak. Oh, he who, had a beautiful voice. His voice. I never. I had never seen him before. I was like, who's this man? Oh my! First of all, he's beautiful. But in Jitney, it just reverberated. Oh wow. The theater, and then to speak August Wilson's words, I'm like, I'm not in the old dudes, but yo, I would give it to him. Cat daddy, Cat back daddy. in the back. No disrespect wait, to his wife if he has. Wait, one. I'm sorry. What did you just say? I'm just saying he could talk to me, and some things would happen. Some things some you thing. say, some things I say, some things. Cat daddy, that's nothing like a That's cat what daddy. he is. He's a mm. cat daddy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to Google him some more because I'm going to try to find some YouTube clips of him and I'm going to go to sleep with that and just leave it there. Can you say his name again? Because I've never heard of him. John Douglas Thompson. John Douglas Thompson. Okay. Google, 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 Jitney. He's up for Best Actor. Nice. But I need you to get me caught up on Real Housewives of Atlanta because I have missed all the reunions. I'm ashamed, but I watch every week. Um, So this past reunion was part three and Phaedra was kind of everything. All roads lead to Phaedra. Okay, basically, um, Portia says Phaedra's who told her that Candy tried to drug her. Um, they keep telling Candy, "Well, you know, you you a lesbian," and Candy's like, um, "I've slept with women. I've been very honest about that. So stop." And everybody tries to keep shaming her about that, but she's like, "You know, I I've slept with women." Okay. Next topic, and everyone's in the room is like, uh, "Well, you slept with women." She's like, "Yeah." Yeah, and so what? And so, what? so do a lot of motherfucking other people. So, <laughs> and her husband is behind her, like, yeah, she did, and she's told you multiple times. So it's just really interesting how we try to shame people around sexuality. Like, I liked when Todd, her husband, was like, "And there's nothing wrong with this," you know. So we try to shame people into like, you know, um, if you sleep, if, you know, if you're gay, then you know. And even in school, I see it happening in my kid's school, like elementary school. They say, he's gay. And I'm like, if he were, so what? You know, so it's this thing of like, if you're a lesbian, oh, my God, you should be ashamed of yourself. Girl, it's 2017. Sit down. But anyway, next week is supposed to be really explosive because that's when Is this the finale of the reunion? The finale, yes. (laughs) And, you know, shout out to Bravo. Because they really, you talk about milking this situation. This could have been one episode. Or one two-hour special. It did not need to be four hours over four weeks. But you know what? I get it. It's advertising. And there's mad advertising on Real Housewives. I don't know if anybody's watching, but there'll be like six ads between everything. So I'm like, okay, Bravo's eaten. So get that money. You know. I am that man. And we're watching. Yes. <laughs> Somebody else who's getting money? Barack Obama, Michelle Obama. Oh, hello. Get that, that- money. Yes, you should. I was watching Daily Show and Trevor Noah did uh, the Paperboy song from Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> He's like, Paperboy, Paperboy. Hell yeah. yeah $400,000. He should get, I mean, I'm surprised Listen. he's not even getting 600000 or whatever yeah. for a speech. And the nerve of people to say he shouldn't be. Girl, you dare tell me what, how I make my money. Please. That has nothing to do with you. It's not your taxes. Mm-mm. It's a private company paying Mm-mm. Barack Obama. What's the problem? 
Whatever. We'll see. Wait, one more thing about Barack. Can I tell you what I love about him right now? Down, he's you know he's back and you know in the the spotlight is that little button. Now his shirt is a little button. Oh yeah. He's not wearing a tie. He's just I want to be that button. Wait. I mean I all due respect Michelle Obama. Yes. He's the original. He is. Oh my God. He is. Let's not talk about the over 50 set. Ooh. Lenny you know, Kravitz. Gene Carlio Esposito. Ooh. I saw him coming down the elevator. <laughs> I know. I know that was random and left. But I saw him coming down the elevator and he had a fedora on. <laughs> you were I was like, just like, <gasps> <gasps> I love it. Over 50. Mm. Okay. Damn. You know, in is Bill Bill Belichick over fifty? Bill Belichick is over fifty. I think he is fifty. Yo, he looked good that day. He listen. He looked good. He was all like athlete. Like I was like, okay, look at Bill. Mm-hmm. Look at his little muscles. That's why he had his tracksuit. He pulled up his leg. His skin was up. <laughs> when he pulled it. up his leg, I was like, wait a minute. Wait, Bill Belichick is he's a cat daddy? Oh my god, I never knew. Nina should have took his chance and uh, her took her chance and love Jones, but he was a dog. He was. He was. A, he was an idiot. <laughs> but let's get into this Bill Bellamy chat. Yolanda girl, Corey girl, where you? Where you? Where you at? Where we at? Where we at? I don't know why I did that, but we're here with Bill Bellamy, and it just makes me want to be stupid and funny because and loose, man. That's how we do. You ain't got to be stressing when you with Double B. Let's have fun. Double, Double B. B. I like that. Yeah. Yes. That's me. In the place to be. In the place to be. Always, you know, it's a blessing to, you know, be be at a point in your career where you're truly happy and you're just excited, you know. I feel like I feel like a dude who's never been on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I just feel like I, I feel like it's just I'm starting from from scratch, you know, but not not realistically, like just in mindset, like you're hungry, yeah, yeah. fun, you know, sort of energetic. You know what I mean? Some people get bitter in their careers. Yeah, you know, you be yeah. seeing people and they be like, mm. <laughs> "Ooh, I think I'm not going to speak today. He <laughs> don't look like he really happy about his life right now. You know, I've seen a couple people in Hollywood like that. You're like, you know what? I ain't going over there. <laughs> Bill, you a funny motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, is it true? I was doing a little research. Did you invent the term booty call? Yes. How? Tell me that backstory, please. Well, well, the backstory is very simple. (laughs) Well, just no. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Maybe the PG thirteen version, not the R rated. Uh, well, the joke. (laughs) You know, it was written basically about, you know, Friday night, you know. So I basically wrote this joke about, like, what it's like on a Friday night when you got a new, when you got that new apartment, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got no roommate, and you just got to have some chicks come through, you know what I'm saying? So I was just writing, like, what guys do when they when the girls are going. We literally, like, at this time, you're going through Rolodexes. Like, you just calling people, like, cold calling. Hey, hey, Kim, what's up? What you doing? <laughs> okay, cool. You got a man. Click. And then, you know, you just keep going until you get to somebody. Like, hey. Hey Felicia, what's happening? <laughs> oh yeah, come through. You what we gonna do? You know, <laughs> she wanna come like like we gonna watch a movie. We gonna watch a movie, Bill. You know, and then <laughs> and then the chick you really want to come, you know, she got too many kids, so she can't get out. <laughs> so then you just oh you just gotta go with what comes, and then and then what ends up happening is it's always a trick. Because girls will be like, I'm going to come there. I'm going to be there in like 20 minutes. I swear to God. I'm going to just throw on something. And she come and bring her little ugly ass girlfriend. And you just sitting there like, she's stuck because she ain't leaving. Like, how long y'all going to be? <laughs> like, seriously, I'm not going to sit in the car and burn my gas. 
You know? <laughs> She's like the grenade. So I just wrote the joke about that because it's true. Every guy knows what I'm talking about. It's like you in the club, you trying to, you don't bought three drinks for this girl, and and her girl, her ugly girlfriend come up and she like, girl, you know you got a man, you pregnant, you already know you pregnant. So why are you drinking? Oh my god! Just kill your already dream. pregnant. Already pregnant. Are you pregnant oh anyway? God. So why are you talking to him? Every girlfriend, oh every God. chick know a girl yeah. like that. She she bring the she kicked the DJ stand over. You know she just she just ruined everything. She ruined everything. I'm serious. This is about to be a very fun couple of minutes. So okay. So wait, you got your new apartment. She came over, and then the booty call. And that booty call came out of that joke. So then when I did it on TV. It just blew up because it's something that I guess everybody could relate to. And it was just a fun way to talk about it. You know, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm going to make me a booty call. <laughs> there it is. See? Jesus. It's easy. Are you getting checks for that? I hope you I are. I would love to. Got a lot of booty from it, but I didn't get no check. <laughs> Lord Jesus. You know, gotta, I got to get my mind together. My priorities. <laughs> so, I remember, I'm, I'm that old that I remember Dev Comedy Jam. Yes, and ma'am. It was like, it used to come on at midnight, right? Yes, midnight on, on Friday HBO. on HBO. You had to be up. And I didn't have HBO, so I had to go to my neighbor's house oh and watch God. it. It was, it was a moment. You were, wow, that was a great moment. That was a great coming out. Yes. What that, was that like for you? Um, it was really a great moment for me because, you know, being a, being a local comedian, I was in the tri-state area, Jersey, New York, Philly, whatever, Connecticut, and I was just like wondering one day when I'm going to get a break. You know, I was like, I'm good in these clubs, but I want to be on TV, you know? And um, HBO at that time was really, really blowing up urban comedy in a big way. And um, they were. I, was, I, was, I was doing a lot of shows in Harlem, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And uh, Russell Simmons came up there with some HBO people, and I just happened to be there. And he was like, yo, you're, you're amazing. You're funny. You know, I'm, I do a lot of yoga. <laughs> Uh, you know, he was doing yoga back then. Yeah, I, always, always, I always had kale, always had kale. You know, I just, I try to be healthy. Did they even uh, have kale yeah, back yeah, then? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I'm, I'm the first, the I'm the first then. New Yorker, first New Yorker to ever eat kale. No one, nobody was on kale. Black was, History Month. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. So Russell came up to me and he was like, "Dude, you're pretty, really, pretty funny. Like I'm doing this thing with HBO." I think you'd be perfect for it. And I was like, who's the guy with the lisp? You know, I didn't know. Everybody was like, yo, that's Russell Simmons. He's He, he owns Def, Com- Def Jam Records. And I was like, what? He big time. Because I didn't know hip hop like that. Like, I didn't know who the head of a record label was. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So then um, when I got that opportunity, the buzz on the street was like, yo, this is going to be big. Everybody was like, you know, from Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle to to uh, Steve Harvey and Sed and Chris Tucker. All these dudes was doing it. And I was like, I was in that group. And I was like, yo, this is going to be big, man. Martin Lawrence is on fire at the time. And I said, yo, next thing I know, my life changed overnight. Wow. I mean, wow. when that thing premiered, my life changed overnight. It was like, oh, but they didn't know my name. They were just like, yo, you the dude that do that booty call. <laughs> you do the booty call. What's your name, Ralph? <laughs> Ralph. Ralph Bellamy. <laughs> wow. Man, people didn't start knowing my, my name until I was on MTV because every day I say, hey, this is Bill Bellamy. Hey, this is mm. Bill Bellamy. Welcome to MTV Jam. Hey, this is Bill Bellamy. Welcome to the Top 20 Countdown. So, I, so nobody would ever say, hey, Bill. They would go, hey, Bill Bellamy. 
You do got that kind of name, hey, though. Bill Bellamy. That's you know that ain't, that's Bill Bellamy. I know Bill Bellamy. They say my whole name. <laughs> I always said that one day I'm going to be famous. People going to know my name. They do. They, now, they, they do. Know. They do. They, they so you, you always knew from a, from a young age that this, this was it. I didn't know what I was going to do, honestly. I didn't know I was going to... Um, become a comedian or an actor. I, I honestly, I wanted to be so many things. I mean, I, I wanted to be an NBA player at first. Then I wanted to be, you know, go to law school. Then I wanted to, do, you know, write um, computer programs. You know, I, I, I dabbled in everything. You know, before I got to this. So this I, knew I, I knew mama I was going to be good at something, though. Did this drive your mama crazy? Oh, yeah, your mama. Ooh! <laughs> Boy, you don't. You don't. You can't. You just can't quit. Mm. <laughs> You you just started doing that, <laughs> you know. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to fix computers. So, um, I knew I was going to be famous. Yeah. If there was one thing I knew, I said one day I'm gonna be famous. And this is how I knew I was gonna be famous. I started working on my autograph when I was in the fifth grade. Wow. I said I'm gonna have a good good autograph because one day people are gonna ask me for it, and I want it to look nice. Huh. So I used to practice signatures. Like I saw, remember the John Hancock thing, and I remember how the J was fly, and then the H, and then it was just and poof, I said I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a signature like John Hancock, like where it's just like fly. So I would be sitting there when we had handwriting. I'd just take another sheet of paper and practice writing my name. Mm. Nah, that's ugly. Mm. Mm. <laughs> And then one day I said, that's how I'm going to make my B. My B always going to look like that. And then I, I, I made a B. I made my own B. And then I was like, all right. Then I'm going to make I'm gonna make it all flow. And then I started. Then everybody started saying, you write like a girl. Girls write like that. I'm like, no, I write like, like somebody famous. Fam- that's right. Mm, that's how famous people sign. <laughs> you can't read it, but it look nice. <laughs> I like that. That's how famous people sign. That's how fi- famous people sign. So, what, so tell us about your first time on stage performing as a comedian. Hmm. My first time on stage performing as a comedian, I want to say, was at Rutgers University. Probably my sophomore year, I was just doing like a five-minute something-something, and I kind of got a little bit of a bug. I was like, oh, this is fun standing in front of people. And um, and uh, my big sort of like break on campus, I did um, – I performed at the Delta Sigma Theta. Um, they had a male beauty pageant at my school, and it was just like this big event every year where they. That's so black. I love it. It's so black. <laughs> male beauty. So it's male like so if pageant. you're a good looking guy and you got you can sing, do poetry, you can dance, you can do something, you go in and be in it because the prize was like five hundred dollars or something, maybe seven fifty, five hundred, and two fifty, and I needed that money. All right. So I was like, dude, I'm getting in that joint. I could buy me some buy the book I wanted that I didn't get yet, and party with the rest right so I won I ended up winning that and um I and I did stand up as my talent and I won and then everybody was like yo Bill Bellamy's funny as hell he's a comedian I was like really oh snap so then I started hosting step shows and when you're hosting you ain't got to worry about doing stand-up stand-up so I could just practice while I'm hosting you know I could be funny and if a joke don't work I'll talk about somebody's clothes <laughs> or whatever so I practiced hosting a lot of stuff and then um when I got out of college I was like dude I think I'm gonna try that I want to go see if I'm funny in clubs like New York clubs because I used to hear like Real stars being clubs. So I used to drive over to New York, double park my car and run and shit, try to find like a place to park illegally, legally. Because parking in New York is horrible. It's like $35 for an hour. So, so I would uh, go get five minutes. Back then, they wouldn't even give you a lot of time. You only get like six minutes or 10 minutes. And they give you like, if you get a weekend. So the big deal was you get a, you get a, little, you get a little interview. If you're good, they bring you on a weekend. They give you like $25. 
you do five shows, twenty five dollars, oh, and all wow, the French that's fries. Extortion. Yes, yeah, extortion. all the French fries. You want some fries? <laughs> you want a coke? <laughs> no money. And, and no uh, drinks. Yeah, you could get a couple of drinks, but oh. nothing big, right? No money. But then I would see like Chris Rock, or I would see Dave Chappelle, I see Dave Attell, I'd see like all these people that I'm like, yo, man, they already they they they, they, they moving. So I was like, I know I'm in the right place. I was like, I want to be famous like them. You know, I start seeing like people from TV in these clubs in New York. And I'm like, yo, this is the place to be because like this is how you get famous. This is wow. how you're going to get seen. So I was like, all right, I'm going to practice in these clubs. And I, I was always ripping, you know, um, early on. But I didn't ha- I didn't have a lot of time. Probably had like 20 minutes, you know, of funny stuff. And but I was always funny. And then um you know, and the ladies kind of liked me a little bit, so that helped, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Were you, you funny as, as a child? Yes. Wow. I wasn't getting paid, though. I know, I'm sure. <laughs> Mr. Bellamy, this is not your classroom, was my favorite. <laughs> that was it. Mr. Bellamy, this is not your class. <laughs> Face the wall. Sit Were you the type that your mom on, would call all her girlfriends and say, let's watch Bill. Bill, tell some no, jokes. No, no, it didn't do it. It didn't go like that. It oh, used okay. to be like, Stop it. <laughs> Pop me in the head. Uh, Bill Bellamy would not, I will not be disruptive in class. I will do, I will listen, I will be attentive. I used to have to do all that. I may be something wrong with me, but I just couldn't sit there. Oh I'll be doing my little shows in the back with the little cute girl that I like. Hey. You know, I used to make all little sounds and stuff. Girls <laughs> love funny dudes. Girls love <laughs> They really do. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing silly stuff in the back. You stupid, Bill. <laughs> Get in trouble. Then um, then I remember one time I was like, one day I'm going to be famous. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Well, you ain't made it yet. Sit your ass down. (laughs) Do your math. (laughs) (laughs) Who did you model yourself after? Who did you want to be? hmm. Like? Mm, That's good. So I would say if you had to put put all the people that make up my stand-up, it would be Cosby. Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy. And uh, George Carlin. Like, mm. that would be, like, wow. if you could just take those guys have influenced my career. Like, like all the storytelling, all the da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And you just made, morphed them into one, you be me. Because those are the guys that I really just like, oh, my God. Oh, how did they write a joke like that? That is so brilliant. That is so funny and it's smart. And mm, you know what I mean? Because you gotta comedy. You gotta be smart to do comedy. You kind of gotta like have. You have to read and you have to figure out how to flip things and take something that might be a little sensitive and make it funny, or you know, take a topic that most people don't talk about and just make people aware of it. You know, so you have to read a lot and you have to explore you, yourself too. You know, a lot of this stuff that we say is true about ourselves on stage. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of dark, dark places for people. Everybody in as goofy as me, and and people say I'm the I'm a happy comic comic because a lot of comics get off stage and oh, just, oh you know. They just I never crazy. understood that. Me either. Like how yeah. you were just up there and now you look sad. <laughs> the hell wrong with you? <laughs> they don't have no purpose. It seems like as soon as they get the mic goes away, they just sink into a hole. Some people are like that, though. Wow. You know what I mean? It's different styles of comics, you know. Yeah, That reminds yeah. me of that movie um, Tom Hanks did um, with Sally Field. Oh, uh, punch Punchline. Punchline. Yeah, it's true, man. A lot of 
you know, a lot of comics are, um, you know, introverted, you know, and sort of like these because it's a solo sport, really. Right. Mm -hmm. Even the females, you know what I'm saying, that are out there hustling and doing their comments. A lot of them don't have men, you know, they on the road, you know, they kind of they just be like, what you want to do, you know, (laughs) where you going? (laughs) Wait, speaking of being on the road. Wait, they be aggressive. <laughs> Where you going? Around. Speaking of being on the road, I can't uh-huh. believe this. So you're on the road currently for I'm on a I'm doing a play, yes. Yes. Married. But single too, too. Which is coming to Brooklyn. Yeah, we're coming to Brooklyn. We're yeah. Brooklyn in the house without an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. The the theater is a few blocks from my house. Oh, Flatbush, the King yes. Theater. Oh, we go. You right by the crib. We're gonna get some cheesecake. We're gonna get <laughs> it in. It's a wings. It's a wings. <laughs> Oh, that's some Brooklyn stuff. Wings and cheesecake. You just died at 36. You clogged up. Full of cholesterol. <laughs> but you happy. But happy. You happy. But I couldn't believe. So this is your first stage role. Yes. I couldn't believe that. Me, me too. I was so like, what, what made you Jackson do it? Jackson Kelly. And- I play Jackson Kelly. But the storyline is interesting, right? When you say married but single. What is that? What? That was one thing. And then uh, Jacarius Johnson was sat, sat down with me. He was like, dude, I just want to create this character around you, you know, who you are. And I was like, all right, cool, what's up? He was like, dude, I want you to play uh, the ex-love of Lisa Ray's character, Sharon Carter. She was this girl that I fell in love with. I was married at the time, and uh, I fell in love with her, but it didn't work out, and she moved on, and I went on, right? But then I get divorced later, and then I stumble into this girl who's like my dream girl. But she's married now. Oh, oh! It's always some bullshit. Right? It's always some the bullshit. Next, the next play is always some bullshit. It's always some bullshit. So we're trying to figure out: can we get back to that moment? You know, it was so magical, so good, and she's like at this rough place with her marriage and the tossing and the turning, and uh, but we got all this energy, this sexual tension, which is dynamite. And I think that's what life is, though. Sometimes it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you will see somebody, you're like, fuck. Why isn't X, Y to the Z, right? (laughs) Or you'll say, she got all them kids, but. mm." (laughs) All (laughs) them kids. All them kids. God damn, she got a stroller for a stroller. (laughs) She ain't got no time for me. (laughs) It'll always be something crazy. Like, girls say that all the time. Girl, he is this oh, and that. Oh, my God. But he lived with his mom. I can't do it. He but. in the basement by the washing machine. I can't do that. I'm but. Th- but he coming by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a minute. He can't stay. Girls will be like, mm, it's, it's hard out here in these streets. <laughs> it really is. It's hard. I'm glad I am not a female. It's tough for y'all. Y'all got it going on. It's rough for y'all out there. You, you 33 years old. You single. They start, back in the day, remember when sisters used to be like, oh, my God, you know, I would never date outside my race. No, I am strictly, you know, African-American male, 34, <laughs> hopefully not incarcerated, you know. like Six they have foot five. Sex, six <laughs> foot five, chiseled, no belly, you know, his blood pressure's right. You know, they always had these, like, un- unrealistic things. And then, like, 37 hit, and they're like, you know, my Chinese boyfriend, he is, like, cute. He little though. Wong, me and Wong, we go together. <laughs> oh my God. We're gonna have a cute little baby. Wait. It's gonna be interesting. So you've been married, <laughs> I think you've been married 16 years. Yes. Wow. wow. Everybody Do- say that. Huh? <laughs> 
so you I can imagine the the laughter was one of the the the, the entry points like if a man yeah. I know a lot of us here if a man makes you uh, laugh that's kind of I'll like, be trying to you know I try to keep it I don't get paid at the crib though but <laughs> my kids love my personality my wife it goes off and on depending on how she feeling that day you know <laughs> you this is not the time bell <laughs> seriously you got to do carpool you know <laughs> but I think I think personality um communication and you know and making time for each other i think that's those are some of the you know it's just off the top of my head i think those are some of the good uh elements to because you gotta you gotta work at your relationship you just can't like think it's not it's just gonna run by itself you know you gotta you know you gotta you gotta try you know and you know i love my wife and you know i just never wanted to get lost with the kids because we got kids and it's how many so we just take time for ourselves no, no, two. Oh, two. Okay. Don't be throwing no extra baby. <laughs> a 13, break baby. No. 13 and 10. And two dogs. So that's four kids, basically. That's four, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's four I kids. I saw on Instagram your daughter broke her seventh iPhone. Oh, no. No, this is, this is what, what, what it is. My daughter is, she must be clumsy, okay, <laughs> because she just keep cracking screens, right? So the first three that she cracked was always somebody else's fault. Oh, my God. A bird came out of nowhere and knocked my phone Black. down. Oh, my God, Daddy. You ain't never seen no bird hit a phone. You know? <laughs> it's always some dramatic lie. So um, I said, listen, the next one um, is coming out of your, your, your money, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, if one more happens, it's over. You're not going back. You're not getting no more phones and stuff. So, so I end up, I end up getting her a new phone yesterday because she was like, "Daddy, this is like this is not life, Daddy, yeah. with no phone." Like, Dad, like seriously, like I need the plus. Ooh, <laughs> she got requests. Yes. <laughs> she because request. it's bigger, and I probably won't drop that one as much because it's bigger. Okay, <laughs> logic. And I, and I need more gigs. For what? Because I'm, I'm young. I gotta make videos. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> I turn can't. up. I gotta turn I up. Everybody has to see that I'm turning up. I love it. <sighs> you know, having a daughter is probably my 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 best thing ever, and so scary having a little girl. It's hard because I'm <laughs> I'm like I'm old. I'm James Evans' daddy. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't even imagine that. I, know. I can see it though a little. Yes, really? Ma'am. You serious in the house? Yeah. When it come to her and my kids, discipline, I'm not silly, but like other stuff, yeah. But like, you know, I got to keep some thug stuff going on. You yeah. know, my kids, Cali kids, you know, yeah. they not no brick city kids. They not like growing up in the hood. They're like, where is that? <laughs> what is that? Why Why does it, do we have hoods? <laughs> I wear my hood to school. <laughs> That's it, daddy. I don't know hoods. <laughs> Only hood I know is Abercrombie. Right. And there's a nice hood. It's a hoodie. <laughs> So you you have your, oh your uh, like the kids in blackish. They're like yeah, uh, that's those are my kids. <laughs> my kids could walk in and just be on that show. They ain't got they ain't got to act. Just talk. Those are my kids. Wow. Absolutely. Oh yes. Oh my goodness. Love them. Up next, more yes girl to come. Oh my god! So I have a confession. <laughs> what? I'm part of the big booty girl um, club. So <laughs> this is so weird. But it's really hard for me to get a mattress because I can't sleep on my stomach. <laughs> 
my booty so big. I swear. My my doctor was like, no, it's not because of your booty. But I get like back pain. And he was like, no, it's not your booty. It's your mattress. So anyways. <laughs> I'm looking at you like, that's not <laughs> true, Yolanda. Right. I don't know. It is your mattress. Um, but I was so obsessed with finding a good mattress. And I was on the train one day and I saw all these ads for Casper mattresses. And I was like, what is this Casper thing? And just learning so much more about it. It's obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. So I want to know more about this Casper mattress. I'm with you. I must have been on the train with you because I've seen those ads. And shout out to whoever did their advertising because it's Seriously. really cute. I love the thing where like the unicorn is in the bed, all this other stuff is in the bed. But no, I'm with you. Sadly, I've had the same mattress probably for 10 years, which mm-hmm. I don't think is you're not, you're supposed, not supposed to. to yeah. And then I drool when I sleep. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> You know what's happening. I just happening. told everybody about my booty. So what you said is So there's not- stains on it, everything. But when I see those Casper ads, I'm like, wait, you telling me you're going to send me a mattress in a box. I don't have to pay somebody to put it on top of their truck and climb it up. It's delivered in a box and it's going to be amazing. And you know what? I believe them. I yeah. really, really believe them because the advertisers talk about how it combines supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep surface with just the right sink and the right bounce. Oh, yes. The bounce. Hey, and it's free shipping and, you know, in the U.S. and returns in the U.S. and Canada. And also, you can try it for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. And I hear I'm all about reviews. It has 20,000 reviews. Love it. They have like 4.8 star ratings. I'm totally doing this. I am totally doing this. (laughs) And you can do it, too, if when you go to Casper.com slash yes... Definitely use yes. And and you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase when you do that. So remember, casper.com slash yes. Terms and conditions apply. Yay. I have to know. So I saw ABF of Honors. They honored Love Jones. Yes. Oh my God, is it 30 years? 20. 20. 20. 20. Oh my 20 God. years. Isn't that crazy? That is so crazy. crazy. Tell us yeah. about that moment. That was, I mean... By that far, was Love film. Jones is probably it is it is my it is my best dramatic performance because I wanted to what was so interesting about playing Hollywood was like I was like oh my god because I had all done all these comedies and I was so funny and Ted was like yo you just this is a serious role this is an opportunity for you to show people you can really act and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. Uh, he was like, but you're going to be an asshole in this movie. This crack. This is not a happy dude. You got to go somewhere else. So I read the script and I was like, oh, I know some assholes, dudes like him. I could play this like in my sleep. He was like, you sure? Because everybody, you always smiling, they're always happy. This ain't that role. And I was like, nah, trust me. This dude is an envious dude. He's a jealous dude. I know the energy. I, I got it. So I just locked into that feeling. And, um, and I was like, I knew I was going to be in a movie with two of the best actors. And I was like, dude, I can't be in there to just get smoked. They're going to be bringing it, you know. And so I felt like I stepped up to the game. And they made me a better actor by me wanting to compete and, and admiring their skill. And Nia Long and Lorenz Tate were all best friends from that movie 20 years ago. And uh, But we made a class and didn't even know it. Lisa Nicole Carson. Wow, I know. Wow. How big was it? Yeah. I mean, did it talk to you? That was like one of the best scenes in the movie. I mean, I mean, remember that scene? Oh my God. Was it, did, how, what did it talk? What did it say? What did it say? That was like the, one of the best lines in that cab. Like it just made you bust out. Like, what did it say? And then, damn. See, see? Yeah. 
love and the music. Yeah. Oh, the so music. Oh. We said, you know, now I don't know if music is such. I know music is always important, but like in the '90s, you know, soundtracks were like, yeah, like yeah. a movie. Yeah. So back then, they were really, really, you know, producing a soundtrack for a film that sort of would get released with the movie. So that. That was a movie that really brought you a soundtrack. Like if you put it in right now, Love Jones oh my God. on Spotify or whatever, you'd be bugging on the stars yeah. you didn't even know. Michelle Indigayacello, mm. Dion Ferris, oh. um, 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 Maxwell, yeah. Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill. Yeah, that was right? a beautiful soundtrack. There was so, and then even the poetry interlude. Oh, what? Yes, yes. yes. Oh. That's a booty call in the making. You know, I right did there. an interview. <laughs> did an interview with Maxwell and Mary J. Blige and a joint interview and they Mary went on about how she fell in love with Maxwell based off of the Love Jones you know what I yo back then boy if I put on the um, Maxwell um, Mellow Smooth mix yep where does it go and if it's cool remember that one yeah do a little something (laughs) make you move more Break you off a little, son. Oh my God! Girls yep. be like, "Oh my God, where are my panties?" Are? <laughs> <laughs> my panties I heard a little vibrato there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill, you can sing a little bit. Oh, I love it. Oh, and he, you were just sharing your playlist. It was very R and B. I got everything. Gets me thinking. Are you a big R and B head? Yeah, love it. R and B, hip hop, yeah, all day. Nice. Little house, little house music stuff Quick too. City. Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have that. <laughs> Gotta have some Watch that. Watch out for the big <laughs> <laughs> Top of the You know, but like I like I love music. Love, 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 love music. And I listen to it all day, every day when I'm on the road in my car. You know, I'm singing all the time. I'm, I'm always dancing and singing. It just keeps me it's I don't know. Yeah. It's just like I gotta have music. Music is essential. Who have your who are your kids listening to that you like? Well, my kids are listening to New Edition right now in a oh, big way. Love it. Wow. We all watched the uh, New Edition story. And what I thought was dope about that was that my kids didn't grow up with New Edition, but they feel like they know New Edition. Love it. And love they it. relate to them and, and the music right now. So I think that is bananas, you know, because my daughter was telling me f- four years ago, Daddy, One Direction's the best band ever. <laughs> I almost slapped her. I almost slapped her. I almost slapped her. I, I tried. I tried. I, I was right there. I was, I was on her forehead. <laughs> I said, you don't know what you're talking about, Billy. I said, you ever heard a new edition? She was like, yeah, but daddy, daddy, oh. Mm. I was like, and then when they saw the show, they was like, oh, my God. Sorry. Dun, dun, dun. Then my son's like, daddy, I would be Ralph. I wouldn't be me, daddy. He looks like me. Like, it was a trip. Like, oh. I thought it was so bomb because they start identifying with the characters and the da-da-da-da-da-da. And um, I just think that's, ah. And that story just is phenomenal because I grew up with New Edition. I didn't know yeah. all the stuff they was going through yeah, and stuff. And, and what was so interesting for me is, like, I wasn't even in the game. They was young already in the game. I was, like, doing living a regular life, yeah. going to school. Yeah. They were singing for for dollar eighty seven cent. Oh my goodness! And um, you know, and then 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 ten twelve years later, I'm in the same party with them. I'm yeah. I'm like I'm interviewing New Edition, the people that I watched on TV. Like I was bugging watching yeah. that shit. Like like that's what tripped me out about my life. 
So when I do my book, I gotta I gotta preface it by saying I feel like somebody just gave me a pass and put on me, and my life changed. Like they just gave me. You know how you wow. go to concert yeah. and you get an all access pass? Because yeah. that's what I felt like happened to me. I was just walking somewhere and somebody said, "Yo, my man, you want an all access pass?" I said, "Huh?" They put it on my neck. Next thing you know, I'm sitting there with Jay Z. Huh? Next thing you know, I'm talking to Big. Next thing you know, I'm with Snoop. Next thing you know, I'm with Mariah. Next thing you know, I'm with Boys and Men, New Edition, yeah. Bobby Brown. I mean, it just. It was crazy. Yeah. I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, that's Whitney Houston. But your life, I bet, has the way your life turned out in your career is probably what makes you more relatable as a comic because you have been an everyday man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. You have yes. known those things. That's one thing I read. Um, someone corrected me on Twitter. It was in King. They did a story about Bobby Brown and apparently Bobby Brown was fighting they were trying he was try, they, the producer was trying to get the right tone out of him and the producer like hemmed him up and said man just think about that day you, you get your your paycheck on Friday you got to you got to have that feeling like you going out to the club and Bobby Brown pushed him back and said I've never had a job leave me alone let me go do it and I was like wow there's something about people who've actually come up and had to really work yeah, and then when they go out to sensibility of life, yeah. life you know what I'm saying it's like it is so important to know the difference. Yeah. You know, um, if you're fortunate to never have a job, okay, boom. But, like, you know, for my kids, and you know, I grew up so hard. Like, I had to struggle and fight for different things, and I try to do that with my kids. But they don't have the same – they don't have the same circumstances, but they can have the same drive, mm-hmm. you know. But you have to teach that, you know what I mean? And it's an expectation. It is a, it is a certain regard for excellence, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And like you said earlier, with me growing up like that, being normal, what keeps my sanity too because it's just like, you know, I can – you know, I'm good. You know what I mean? I'm not sitting around here and going, oh, my God, what if I'm not Bill Bellamy? <laughs> so I've been Bill Bellamy my whole life. What you talking about? I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people get lost, you know, and yeah. get scared about their fame and their success. And, you know, I feel like I'm gifted. Yeah. I've been blessed. God gave me a gift that, no, to me, is very unique. So, And I love my gift, so I'm never going to squander my gift. You know, I share with the people. You know, I I can make people laugh instantly. Like I don't even know how. Yeah, you walked in. Yeah, I just started laughing. <laughs> but I don't even know. Like I can't. I don't even know how. I just do it. Like I've like I've been doing that my whole life. Like I could just make people laugh. Like I don't even know. Like I can't even figure out the math equation. But it's just a feeling. It's a thing. It's yeah, a thing. Yeah. The hidden fences. Yeah. yeah. The hidden fences. <laughs> I like that. So it's it's 2017. Who makes you laugh now? Oh, man, a lot of people, man. Oh, my God. It's so many talented people. Uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Tucker, Cat Williams, you know, Mike Epps. uh, um, Who else is out there? Cat Williams, you know. Oh, Oh, God, he's so funny. He's just so funny, (laughs) but he just can't stay out of jail. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Listen, um, I'm going to get incarcerated. (laughs) But I'll be back out. I'll do my shows. You get back out, be there, be funny. The next day, uh, go back, go right back to jail. Come right back out. You know, uh, Kevin Hart. You know, uh, Dion Cole's getting, a, getting, a, get yeah. A, yeah you know, he's getting, a, he's coming. You know who I'm getting ready to watch when he comes on uh, HBO? Uh, Gerard Carmichael. Nice. His show looks. Uh, his yeah, check show it. Yeah, he's good. got a TV yeah. show. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot of talent out here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I want to be top five. So that's what I want to be. Like I got to get top five you know what i'm saying i'm trying to be the best dude in the game but if i'm not i'm gonna be top five well you're an all-star i'm all-star you know what i mean at least i'm an (laughs) all-star are you still on the road yeah 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 i um 
I'm working on a new a new special, a new hour of comedy. So I've been writing while I'm doing this play, and I'll be done with the play right right up in May, and uh, and then I'm gonna be just like, oh my god, I, I feel sorry. Yeah. I feel sorry for folks. It's just I gonna be too it. much. I'm, I'm making people black out already, but yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna call it lights out. <laughs> We'll be right there. Just black out. We'll be I, in front row. Yo, lights out. I'm going to see lights out. I swear to God, Bill Bellamy lights out to us crazy. He's stupid. stupid. Long as you get people say you stupid, like he is stupid. And I do that on my on my Instagram and stuff. I'll be posting stuff that's so funny, and people. You just see. Stupid. You are stupid, Bill Bell. You are stupid. I, I can't. Or oh, people say I can't. I can't, I I can't do this with you, Bill. I'm not gonna do this. I'm at work. I can't do this. I'm in my car. I'm in my car, Bill Bell. me. I cannot do this. You are stupid. Oh my God, you just made my oh cheeks hurt. That's my New oh my York God. voice, by the way. I love it. That's New York girls. Bill Bell me on everything. You. I can't do this with you. You are too much. My sister even said that. My sister Zat. love you too. Zat. Yes. <laughs> Wait, Bill, before you leave, can you give us your interpretation of yes girl? Do you say yes girl? Like yes, oh, yeah. girl. yes girl. Yes girl. I don't say it, but I, I know what it what it means. It's 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 a it's it's a um it's a confirmation. You know what I'm saying? Like if your girl if a girl said to you, Girl, you last night, what you do with your man? Did he get did he get it in? Yes, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> It was everything. <laughs> That's what it is. Did your nose run? Yes, girl. Oh my god. He made me. He made my nose run. Yes, girl. Right. That's what it feels like. Like good sex. Yes, girl. Woo! Don't you love black women, Bill? Black women are the best. Black women are the best because black women are so. Just fly emotionally. They give you all this texture. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I can when I do my characters with yeah. black women laugh because that's y'all. That's, yeah. Because that's it's familiar. like women are expressive. Black women are expressive. Yeah. Like really? Oh my really? God! Yes. What you want? Why they? Why they? Why they? Why they? Why they yes. <laughs> and they clap. Oh my God! So you think? So you think? <laughs> White, white girls don't clap. They no, go, they what do you think? <laughs> and it just be a regular sentence. Sister says, so you, you think <laughs> I'm motherfucking stupid. You get, you get a... <laughs> you they, get percussion. It's you percussion. get percussion with sisters. It's like, uh-uh. Or bravo, because that's some bullshit. <laughs> you go get a clap from a black woman. Oh my Bill, God. I'm sorry. Thank you. No, that I'm was sorry. great. Is that Thank good you, stuff? Bill. That's, that Is that good? That's, we can be with you good. all day. Oh my <laughs> God. My Follow me on at oh Bill Bellamy yes. on Instagram. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at Bill Bellamy. Follow me on Facebook on my on my fan page at Bill Bellamy VIP. That's what it is. Thank y'all. And if uh, nobody tells you enough, thank you. Oh, for thank you. years and years of just joy that you've brought all Oh, of us. thank you. Yes. I, I got some more in me, yo. When I lights out. Okay. I lights out. Hashtag, Hashtag lights out. out. Peace. It's about to be on. <laughs> thank you. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. 
Bill Bellamy is stupid. <laughs> oh, my oh my god. <laughs> can he can he come to our house? Oh my god. Can we get him back? Just every night at the house, at the table. Can we like can comedy be delivered? Yes. <laughs> I love it. But what can be delivered is fresh meals to your door every day. Sign me up. And it's called Blue Apron. Hey now. And I live for Blue Apron. I love when I get that box because A, that means I'm not going to the store. <laughs> it's at my front door. And I live in a three-floor walk-up, so I don't have to walk up mm-hmm. anything. It's right there. And then, you know, I have a kid, so I just open it up. And within maybe an hour, a little less than an hour, I have a fresh meal prepared for her right then and there with fresh veggies, protein, all of that stuff. And what I like, it jazzes up. Like, I made General Sal's chicken. Oh, my God. I would have. I've only ordered General Sal's chicken. I didn't even know you. Like, how long that take? It didn't take that long, oh. and that was a shock because Blue Apron, the way their the menus are are written, it's so clear, it's so concise. It's on one page. They got the page for the prep. They got the page for the direction. You turn it over. It's so simple. Like I can't get beyond how simple it is. And you know, I was doing my thing, and then what I like to do. This is corny. I like to pretend like I'm on my own t- my own cooking show. Oh God, that's where Julian gets it from. <laughs> So then I'll be like, and then I saute the, the chicken, the chicken. in the oil, it. and I use this. You know, I do that, but, you know, sometimes you can hear me. So she's like, who are you talking to? I'm like, myself. I'm talking to Blue Apron. I love it. But, yes, they use their – Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country right now. They make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. And, you know, something else that I love? Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Yes, it does. Oh, my God. And you know I'm all about – sustainability and organics and all that. But I love that Blue Apron works with like 150 local farms. So all the food is like, you know, um, servicing our communities and it's not from some factory somewhere. It's from a local farm and it's sustainable food delivery. Excellent. Speaking about sustainability, how about we sustain our listeners with their own opportunity to get Blue Apron? Mm -hmm. You can check out this week's menu and get your first Three meals free. Three, three. With free shipping. Yeah, this shipping is real. Because that's a heavy. I mean, the back is not heavy, but it's heavy when you add on shipping. Yeah. Well, they're giving it to you free by going to blueapron.com slash yes girl. Okay. And you'll love how good it feels. Taste, create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash yes girl. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. But we're about to find out a better way to travel. Oh, See, I didn't even know people do this. Like, they meet, like, with the intention of meeting a man? Well, it's not, intention, it's not the intention, but it's okay. just, like, a perk. Okay. I mean, yes, you're seeing, like, great it is a perk. monuments and history, but you also find a little love on the side. A okay. little love, you know, international love. And it's so exciting when you do that. Oh, and it just changes your trip because now you have something else. And with Charlie away, but Charlie is here in spirit talking with Onika about finding love overseas. Let's get in it. Let's do it. Hi, everyone. Charlie Penn back here today with a very special guest. Her name is Onika the Traveler. Hi. You, If you follow her on Instagram or Facebook or on the internet world, you know that she is never in one place for long. Onika, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. You are a professional traveler. I am. I Truly. am indeed. You yeah. travel for a living. I travel for a living. I do. Which means you've been a little everywhere. I Yeah, not Almost. everywhere, but on my list. <laughs> 
So, you know what, girl, please, can we just get right to it? I heard you met your man while you were traveling. I did. I actually met him. I met him in Hong Kong. Your husband. Um, I met. Yes, he is now my husband. Mm -hmm. And uh, I moved to Hong Kong. I actually moved to Hong Kong. Uh, I had broken up with someone. And I was just like, you know what? This is going to be my year of yes. I had never been to Asia before. Sight unseen. I moved to Hong Kong. And I was working out there. And um, I met him at a party. And I would not have gone to that party had I not said yes to an invitation. Which was your year of yes. Which was my year of yes. And then when I met him, I wasn't particularly attracted or interested in him. So was he like the cute guy across the room and the party in the middle of Hong Kong? You know what? I love this story I was like, I was trying to check someone else. I will be honest. Okay, you're spilling all the tea. And I'm spilling all the tea. And he approached me very forthrightly and bought me a drink and all this. And at the end of the night, he said, can I get your number? I would love to take you out. And I said, you know what? This is my year of yes. Ordinarily, I may have said no. Uh, I said yes. Okay. And then he had invited me out on a date a few nights later. And we have been together ever since that night. Now tell me about hubby. Is he from Hong Kong? Or no. So my hubby is from Germany. <laughs> he is from Berlin, Germany. I don't think I had even met like five German people ever. <laughs> and I So you met a German man in Hong Kong. I ended up meeting a German man, you know, accent and all. And um, again, like... I never would have pictured myself with this guy. I was like, he's just not my type at all. I mean, he's cute, but just not my type, not what I was used right. to. You I were not you planning say. to find a husband. You came for a drink. I was not, exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that's the most important part of, you know, traveling abroad and, and meeting people. It's really being open to the experiences that you can potentially have. And I said yes to this man. And now I'm married to him and he's, you know, the love of my life. So um, I think that is kind of really good example of what you can find out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's really inspiring. And I think, you know, I think women sometimes are very apprehensive about dating abroad. Um, So how did you like shake all that off and just put on your cute party dress and get out there and be just even open to saying yes to a perfect stranger who's trying to, you know, get your phone number? Honestly, for me, I figured that you know, doing it would just inform my experience. I, I, I look at everything as sort of a learning right. uh, experience. And I just love to meet people. So at the end of the day, I thought, you know what? Let me go out with this man. It doesn't mean we have to get married. It doesn't right. mean it's that we're going to have anything. It's, it's just, just a date. date. And I said, if nothing Absolutely. else, I will make a new friend. But I will say that, you know, in the past, because I've traveled, you know, extensively for many years, I've had foreign boyfriends and partners mm-hmm. and international I, hookup alert international hookups <laughs> um, and I really enjoy them I mean I basically learned Spanish that way that's wait back up yeah girl fill it <laughs> yeah girl hubby earmuffs <laughs> husband earmuffs please yes. you learned Spanish by dating a Spanish guy uh, like yeah. So Ooh, tell me everything yes girl so again I before I started traveling professionally I worked in international education so okay. I'm a certified um, elementary and high school teacher. Okay. So I went abroad and I was working in Mexico okay. for a year. And again, I was just kind of like, you know what? I want to get into the culture. Meet and new people. one of the ways to get into the culture is to date. To date. Absolutely. So, <laughs> the story always seems to be the same.
same. I was like suffering from like a breakup. <laughs> so then I moved to Mexico. <laughs> and then uh, I met there a number of Latin American men and I went out on dates and I and I really learned the language that way. You know, I was dating somebody from Uruguay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, if you're sweet talking me, I need to know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. Um, you know what? You catch just, on real fast. I bet you do. <laughs> Especially with like the dream. I'm sure the eyes are a situation where all dreamy yeah. under yeah, the stars. Definitely. I love it. Yeah. Do you have any like, cr- I mean, like what happens though when you're like, okay, let's back up pre-hubby, right? You're a solo woman, black woman. You're in the world. You're traveling. You're already in places where people are already surprised. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, we've talked about right. what it's like to be a black woman in certain places. People don't see a lot of black yes. people or black women. And exactly. they're like, oh, your hair, whatever. What's it like to be in a place where people are already staring at you? But then now there are men staring at you and you're single and you're trying to get some vibes mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, I think this man is like giving me eyes from across the bar mm-hmm. or is he just like, ooh, a black woman? Right. No, I think What's sometimes like? it's, it's difficult to discern. But mm-hmm. uh, I think that, you know, you have two choices. Either you can lead the narrative, like you can approach him or you can wait for him to approach you. And what you'll find as a black woman um, abroad is that we are like so revered and, and treasured and in some instances fetishized. Okay, like, um, let's I'm let's keep it that. real. Let's keep it real. Um, We're revered and treasured, though. Yeah, revered and okay. revered and treasured. Um, so people are just naturally really interested in you. They think that you're That's beautiful. Great. I think that that is really powerful because I think often in North America, you know, exactly we are Let's not just, feeling it's not the always love. the case. We're yeah. not exactly. We can be so, honest. We can yeah. be honest. Yeah. So to be, you know, to go, to go abroad and all of a sudden be super popular can be really jarring. But um, so again, we are queens. We are definitely queens. There, okay. Um, and I think it's a matter of you know letting yourself be open to these opportunities, um, and you know letting yourself be approached. You know, have a good time. Again, if you meet a guy, you aren't bound to him. You know, there's nothing wrong it's with flirtation. It's just a date mm-hmm. and. and and that's even if it gets to the point of dating, you know, casual flirtation. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Well, I don't know um, what's more endearing than being cherished. I mean, yeah, that's a hell of an absolutely, icebreaker. Absolutely. Right? It's like, oh, you're, you, I'm your queen. Hi, over yeah, here. Definitely. Buy me a drink, you definitely. Know? And so what's like your big tip about starting a conversation with a cute stranger, you know, at the hotel lobby in Hong Kong or, you know, Italy? Like, what's the, what's, come on, Anika. Don't I hold mean, out on us. Honestly, what do we say? <laughs> what do they say, ladies? Give them the tip. Honestly, you just go over and, and introduce yourself. I mean, there's no magic formula. Um, what I've always found. Big smile. <laughs> big <Okay>. smile, most <laughs> definitely. Um, and just going over and introducing yourself and asking, you know, where they're from, what they're what they're doing. Um, I've found that when I travel, I've mostly met men engaging in activities that I really enjoy. So like. I've gone out on a walking tour. I've gone to uh, I've gone hiking. I, I seem to meet men in really active sort of social situations. So if you are interested in history or history buff, go on a museum tour. If you are a foodie, go on a food tour. It gives you so many opportunities to meet people. And especially, um, I lived in Hong Kong. I lived in France. I lived in Mexico. Um, They often have groups, like meetup groups. Um, So you can go on to meetups.com. Now with Facebook and Facebook groups, you'll find that they have all these different groups for, So where are the cutest guys, Anika? Um, Honestly, I like French guys. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I've heard that they're not so nice. Am I just making that really? up? Really? Are know. they romantic? I mean, what's the they're, case? Yeah, they're really romantic. Really? So it's all I true. I think it's, it's, yeah. and The art, the canals. Oh my I God. Mean, yeah, definitely. And the guys are really diverse um, oh. in France, which a lot of people don't realize. I mean, you have a lot of, you know, um, like 
black French guys, you know, whether they're from the Caribbean or they come from Africa. You have a lot of like Arab French guys as well. So you can North find Africa. whatever your cup of tea is. You can find whatever right your cup of tea is. Yeah. And the guys are super romantic. Whether or not they make the best boyfriends is a different story. But you know but what? You know what? They're, We're just having fun. It's We're about just a having moment. fun. It all starts it with a moment. It is about a moment. Absolutely. And in the spirit of having fun, how do you like just force yourself to get out there and date internationally when you're also like aware that you're a woman traveling by yourself and like you don't always want to let everybody know that mm-hmm. like no, how do you I sort think... of get yourself pumped up but also like you're smart about it yeah I think it's really important to be safe so Tinder has exploded on the scene um, I apps, have yeah, apps, apps, apps. using <laughs> these apps to meet people but also keeping your nearest and dearest well informed of your whereabouts so tell a friend you know this is right you text know, your girl in Texas exactly. and be like girl I met a good exactly. guy at the bar and this is I'm where I'm going to be at and this is what I'm doing right do um, it on Wi-Fi going, no yeah. excuses definitely um, <laughs> making sure that you go out in a public place Got Okay, it. you don't know somebody you don't know them from Adam you don't know who they are you don't know if they're a serial killer um, they may be on an app or what have you meet them in a public space and make sure that you have a plan B when you go out and you meet these people um, safety is key um, go out with a wingman you know you don't necessarily have to go out on a one-on-one date that's you know, a great, think about doing a double point. double date you know yeah. tell them you're bringing a wingman and tell them to bring a friend also and you probably already made like some couple friends on like at the hotel mm-hmm. or I mean like people travel in couples they of travel course. a group of girls of course solo so there's always somebody that you there's can make always somebody with. so make sure that you be smart about it that you keep people well informed of what you are up to and that you just don't put yourself in harm's way with man don't go anywhere alone with him until you actually know him and know his his information like his first and last name <laughs> Yeah, like I need your government. Can I please photocopy your driver's license yeah. and leave it at the You know, you you swipe left or right or whatever <laughs> right. it is for that you know for Pookie. Me I mean, you need to who? What is his government name? What? Is, right. And you know what? I you, I imagine you can still investigate. I mean, thank you, Google. Thank you. Can still you. do a little investigation of on anyone before you agree to meet them anywhere, especially most definitely internationally. That is key. So you said France has the 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 hottest guys, the yeah, most romantic guys. Who are who? Where are are the men most open? Like, where are they most flirtatious and just, like, you know, willing to let you know that they're interested? I would have to say, like, France and Italy. I think European guys um, they just in go general, it. Western European guys, are very open and they go for it. Uh, what I about think, the opposite? Are there any places where the rules are sort of different and, like, coming onto a man might be, like, a problem? Asia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most definitely. The men are very reserved. So I lived in Hong Kong for almost five years. Um, and there were a lot of attractive men, but they would never approach. Really? I, so they like stare from across the room? They would look, or? yeah, but they would rarely approach. And really? um, I've, I've been witness to a couple guys, you know, I've been out with friends and I've seen a couple of my girlfriends get approached by, by Chinese men. Uh, and for me, that was like a shocker. Everybody was shocked because that's just not the way it's it's done. You know, the culture so is, is very reserved. Done? Like, you know, because as a tourist, you don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think, again, through apps. I think apps Got have it. revolutionized dating. Internationally. Uh, internationally. Sure. Most definitely. Because, I mean, everything is kind of sorted. So, you know, if the, the guy is keen 
you know, he's already seen your profile. He's already vetted you. You've already vetted him. I think that's a, a great way to meet someone and also through friends. So one of the things that I recommend, especially if you're living abroad, mm-hmm. is to get involved in these these groups. Right. These get into something, groups. ladies. Yeah. Get out there, yes. you know, and put your face out there. So what about men in different parts of Africa? I mean, obviously, Africa is huge and so yes. diverse, so we can't generalize. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I know you've traveled um, to quite a few places there. Yes, so what I are the have. I have, definitely. Um, and that was what I was going to say. Like, the African guys that I have encountered in my travels are super, super open. And they will approach you. They're like, come and, over here, girl. Yeah, and I think that's amazing. I think it's really fun. <laughs> so it's it's something to be aware of. I mean, I traveled to Kenya and, and Tanzania, and I was definitely approached by a number of the men there. And I think it's great. So See, I, okay, ladies, so what I'm hearing right now, which I think is so inspiring. If you were tired of the dudes in your neighborhood and on your block, cool, get that next flight deal. Yeah. Go for it. Because it sounds like men are pretty open everywhere. Yeah. I think, you know, you have to use it to your advantage. I think yeah. the fact that you're not from there, that you're fresh meat, makes you, it makes you right. sexy. It makes you super interesting and sexy and people are drawn to that. And I think that when we travel, we're happy and it emanates from our spirit. And as a result, people are drawn to us. I think when you're at home, you know, doing your day to day, you know, the the six train is broken down, whatever, like you're upset, you know, you have a screw face on. Resting bitch face. You're like, I'm over this. Exactly. But abroad, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) But abroad, I think, you know, you're you're feeling so free, you know, mentally and, and spiritually. And I think that that emanates from you. And once again, that draws people in. So To you. And speaking of feeling free and sexy, I mean, some people just go on vacation to hook up. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, I don't want you to be my husband. I don't want you to be my boyfriend. I just want to have some great vacation sex. Can we just acknowledge that for a minute? Yeah, of course. Because Stella like went people, and got her groove back. Okay, I, mean, I feel like people tiptoe around that. And I don't know why we're doing that. I don't know why we're like, doing vacation that. vacation sex is a thing, guys. 2016. Might not be your thing. Exactly. As long as you protect yourself, as long as you don't put yourself in danger. Safe sex. Once again, you know, practice safe sex. Um, But not only physically, also practice safe sex in terms of, you know, not putting yourself in dangerous situations where you can be taken advantage of. So what are some rules? I mean, we talked about meeting in a public place, but like, you know, if you're just like, okay, I'm using Tinder, I'm here to hook up with a hot Italian dude. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're not doing that in a coffee shop. Right. right. Do you know, do you ever offer tips for that? Or do women ask you about that? Because that can be tricky. too. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been asked about that directly, but one of the things that, you know, I always preach is... Mm -hmm. Really making sure that you are keeping your loved ones informed. So you don't you don't, you don't got to tell people back home exactly what you're doing with this person, but right. tell them that you were out with this person. And if it gets to that point where you know you're you know using the bedroom or or you're taking it to the bedroom, make sure that you know it's someplace close to where you're staying. Yeah, at. like maybe your hotel, not his house. Yeah, like, can or, we just or start not with, even like, a place you feel safe. Exactly. Um, so really be strategic in terms of the locations. Um, you know, because again, if you're doing it in a hotel room, um, this person, you know, if you go to their hotel, for instance, um, this person has registered and put down their credit card for a room. So, right. things, so it's official. Someone knows who exactly. they are. So if things are to go awry, well, this this is on, this is in public record. Uh, and I think you really have to be considerate of that. Don't go to anybody's house right away. Um, make sure that Obviously, it's not going to be in a public place, but in some sort of institution or building that administratively has 
folks' details. <laughs> no, this is really important because, you know, it's okay to follow our, our hearts or, you know, or go do what we want to do. You know, we're grown women. Mm-hmm. We want to enjoy that. But we just have to be smart. Right? Of course. Of course. You know, so you might not be looking for Mr. Hubby. That's okay. Yeah. And I think we need to remove the taboo. I mean, we're humans. Seriously. We have needs. I think just when, throw we it away make, right now. Yeah, when we make something taboo, we don't talk about it. And therefore, when we don't talk about it, that information is not there. And knowledge is power. And then it just makes the whole thing sound scary. Exactly. And impossible. And we, you know, we, we don't want that. Not with love, right? Yeah, not exactly. Exactly. So just I want to circle back to the mister okay. before we leave. Because I just <laughs> love that you met your husband while traveling. What was it like having an like a long distance international relationship happening? I mean, obviously, you didn't move in together. Date two. No. So yeah. how, like, you know, Cliff's notes. Like, what happened? Yeah. So basically, uh, I met him in Hong Kong. He was only there for a few months. He you was were visiting. I love it. Yeah. Well, I was actually living there. I was working there. So I was there for two years initially. And I met him. He was only on a short work term of six months. Um, when I met him, he only had four months left to go. Um, I'm going to keep it real. I just figured it was going to be a fling. I was not looking for anything long term. And I was quite happy to know that he was only going to be around for four months. You're like, okay, so, I'm just going to twirl yeah, a little bit. I figured I would, you know, have my fun and, nice. and what have you. Uh, and that he was going to move. You know, a 12 hour flight away. And um, we ended up falling for each other. And we thought, let's try and make it work. We prioritized it. We booked all of our flights in advance. Um, And it's been a really interesting ride. I think even from, you know, like a a bicultural perspective, you know, like he's a, a white German guy. I'm a black Jamaican girl. Um, so we have really different cultural values. And for me, that's always been really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's tough, but, um, you know, we work through it and, and it's just, it enriches our so relationship. So how did you decide where to live? I mean, we're here in New York, yeah. you're based here now. Like that must have been an interesting conversation. Yeah, definitely. So we went back and forth. I mean, I was in Hong Kong, then he was in London, then we were in London together. Then I left London and moved back to Hong Kong because I wanted to okay, my live my life. Already yes. I'm I like, know, how did you two do this? Uh, Tell and- me. And, you know, in the end, we kind of, you know, he knew that he was would have a work opportunity in New York. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I could rock New York. I love New York. I would love to have New York as a base. Uh, it's perfect for what I do. You know, I, I, I teach. I work in education. And right. I also you travel. travel. Uh, I work in the travel industry as, Lots a, of airports, as a writer and all this. And I thought that this would be a, a great thing to do. Uh, my family is nearby. So I have family in Toronto and I have family in Jamaica. So it just uh, was perfect. So we kind of arranged ourselves and massaged things and, and made it work. And here you are now. Yeah, it's all about compromise. I love it. All began with just studying abroad and living and just saying your yes. best travel and life. Just and just saying, saying yes. yes to the cutie yep. across the way at the party. Exactly. Y'all. I mean, seriously, I yeah. love that because we don't, we really don't do that. We, we just wait for these guys to come over or we tell ourselves I'm not going to go or I'm not going to do yeah. it. And, and, you know, ordinarily I would have said no. I was like, he's not my type, blah, yeah. blah. We say no to the trips, no to him asking for a number. No, we just say no yeah. a lot. I think employing a year of yes, a month of yes, I a love week it. of yes, a I day of it. yes can change your life. Well, yes to international love. Yes, yes to you visiting. Nika, thank you so much. <laughs> thank this you so much great. for having me. Thanks to our guests, Bill Bellamy and Onika the Traveler. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Yes Girl, Girl. such as our conversations with Tiny Harris, Yvonne Orji, and Megan Good and Devon Franklin. 
You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Keep it cute, but also you can be constructively criti- critical. All right? <laughs> constructively critical. <laughs> Shout out to Charlie, who's vacationing in Jamaica. Bring me back some... Well, I'll just leave that blank. Oh, Lord. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And thanks, of course, to our sponsors. Casper and Blue Apron. Please support them the way you support this podcast. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.